Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Galloway Podcast. I'm your host, William Galloway, and today is Wednesday, April 10th. And what does that mean? That means it's time for the Masters, folks. That's right. Golf is in full swing, pun fully intended right there. And uh, basketball's over, and so we're going we're gonna, to, college basketball's over, that is. We're going to knock things into the golf gear and do a little Masters preview today on episode 13 of the Galloway Podcast. Joining me is Alabama Junior and one of my good friends, Wheeler Bedwell. Uh, I, I like to call him a golf expert. Uh, Wheeler, how you doing? Say, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. More of just a golf, golf fan, golf podcast guru listens to anything about golf and love to play when I can. Well, you're my you're my go-to guy for information. So, this week is the pinnacle of all golfing Absolutely. tournaments. Absolutely. If it was up um, to me, it wouldn't there wouldn't be anything else going on. No school, no anything. This no school. Is, I, I sold 3 tickets on Twitter last night and I responded to the person that posted them and I said I will drive through the night to come and watch the round with you tomorrow and they said I don't think my family would be too happy but yeah and you got to be careful masters weird about their their what they call them badges and if you if you sell them on eBay they'll find who you are and they will they will they you won't get a ticket ever again because yeah, they they they're ban people for life yes so that's a that's a that's a hairy thing to do you got to be careful when you do that okay so we're going to ask, we're going to talk about our master's experiences on this podcast. Have you ever been to I've the master's been. before? I've, I've been as well, and I'm craving a pimento cheese sandwich right now. Oh, man. Hey, low-key, the Georgia peach ice cream sandwich. Did you ever get that? It was the dessert they I had? think I did have one. I'm oh a picky eater, gosh. but I did have one. Oh, it had the peaches and the sugar cookie ice cream sandwich. I mean... That was that was my that was we'll, my hero. We'll get to our experiences, but first we're going to talk about the event itself, and especially this year and what we see in the field, and uh, and kind of give you Wheeler's expertise and my lack thereof, and uh, and thoughts on uh, who will um, avenge Patrick Reed's title. I guess yeah, you could say yeah. So you know, I've thought long and hard about it, and I would say. You know the the prelim, the definite favorite going in is Rory McIlroy. He's always you know to complete the career Grand Slam for all those who don't know would win the four biggest tournaments of the year, and the last one that he hasn't won is the Masters. And so every year there's a lot of hype for Rory to complete the career Grand Slam because there's only five people to have ever won all four majors. So. He's the perennial favorite, especially after he had a great win at the Players, which was last month. So um, he's definitely the guy that you have to watch out for first and foremost. Um, Dustin Johnson. If either Dustin Johnson or Rory McIlroy, if they're at the top of their game, no one can touch them. And that's been said by a lot of a lot of people that if those guys are on, you know, you're going to have a tough time beating them. So that, especially in the in the past couple of years, Dustin Johnson has been a guy that has been knocking on the door and he's been there and he's, he's been in the hunt. Um, and I, I, this, this could be his year. Vegas insider has Rory as the favorite with eight to one odds, Dustin Johnson, 11 to one. I'll go out through the top five here. Justin Rose, 14 to one, Ricky Fowler, 15 to one and Jordan Spieth, 16 to one. Uh, Tiger Woods is in sixth at 16 to one odds, according to Vegas insider. So Rory's the favorite. Um, it really depends on a lot on the weather, but all these guys have been here before, and so it's you know nothing is new to them. There's not there might be some amateurs that stand out, but uh, this is going to be a a veteran led tournament this year. 
Yeah, I think there's there's definitely a lot of great guys that not only uh, have done well, but are solely convinced that that it's their tournament to lose. You got guys like Ricky Fowler, like. All he had to do was if he I think he birdied the last hole and was one stroke behind Patrick Reed at the end and he's a guy that is solely convinced that this is his year. And then you could say the same thing about Roy McIlroy. You know, the guy's had plenty of experience. He had he's top 10 the past 4 years in a row, I think, or four of the last 5, something outrageous. And then you got Justin Rose. So the top 5 or 6 guys have all had a top 10 in the past five years in a row really and then you got tiger woods that's kind of the anomaly of the the guy who's kind of not even human on what he does on the golf course or what he's done in the past at least so i agree i think i think you're going to have a lot of veterans that can make a run but i will say that every five or six years you get some random guy who gets hot that ends up winning the guy the Zach Johnson's of the world the Trevor Immelman's of the world the Mike Weir's and you know most people probably have never heard of those guys but all of them are master champions yeah. so the beauty of Augusta is not only does it, it it reveals the best players in the world but anybody's got a real chance really and truly and that's the beauty of golf and that's the beauty of Augusta because it's um it's a very unique place and it's a place that you know it's the one tournament it's the one major where it goes back to the same spot, and everybody knows it's it's a it's a course that's out there in front. There's no tricks to it, and um, that's the beauty in the. Um, There's no tricks except it is a really difficult course. Absolutely, I mean, and, and so but you know what you're getting, and you're, the players know what they're getting into. Absolutely, so it's 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 both and. Let's talk about uh, Justin Thomas, of course, the Bama grad and uh, proud pool table owner at Innisfree. I might have to go play around a pool sometime this weekend before before Sunday at Innisfree just to um, honor Justin Thomas. But uh, last year he finished one over in the final round and uh, with a with a total finish for the week at four under, and he tied for 17th with Tommy Fleetwood. But uh, what are your expectations for JT going into this week? Well, JT played great all last year. I think he was in one of the – he was, he was in the second to last or – I think he was in the second-to-last group last year. You'd have to look me up on that. But he had played well for three straight days and just couldn't figure it out on um, on Sunday. Or And um, so JT's got as good as a chance as anybody. He's got the game. Uh, I don't think many people are picking him because he hadn't necessarily played great recently. He hadn't um, he hadn't played as, I, as you would think he would coming into the first part of the season. But... Um, he hits it high, he hits it hard, and he hits it long. And, you know, I think the biggest thing that you got to do is you got to put your golf ball in the right place off the tee because um, the greens and how, how, how the Masters is set up is it's a second-shot second golf course. And so the, the great drivers of the golf, golf ball are usually going to have the best chance to win because that's where, that's where you make your, your – that's where you separate yourself in the field. You know, you look at guys like Bubba Watson, the two, who he won two Masters in three years because he could drive the golf ball better than anybody in probably history. I mean, you could mm-hmm. you could argue that. And so you got – so Justin Thomas has got as good as a chance as anybody strictly because he's a great driver of the golf ball and he can shape it both ways. So he's got a great chance, um, even though – Odds in Vegas may not put him there. He's 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 got the talent and he's got the stuff to do it. 
So we look ahead to the week. We've got the part. This is today's Wednesday, where this is the Galloway podcast talking to Wheeler Bedwell um, about the Masters week and and our expectations and what we're excited about. And we're going to get to our experiences here shortly at the Masters. But you look at the course conditions, and uh, you got the par three today. It's a beautiful day. They're going to have great weather for that. But at the end of the at the end of the week, it doesn't matter who wins a par three. Is it still true that whoever has won the par three has never won the tournament? Never happened. It hasn't okay. happened. And you know, it's a lot of people try to make it for the kids and so they'll like disqualify themselves by having their kid hit it because I think it's this untold secret that no one actually wants to win it. If you're an actual player contending in the tournament or because of that that jinx. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. But then you get old guys like Tom Watson, so he won the Masters in, like, I, I want to say the 80s. He won five British Opens, Very one of the legends of the game. And, um, you know, you got guys like that who are grinding to win that because you got a lot of old guys that have the opportunity. And that's the beauty of Augusta is you have some of these same traditions that allow players from different generations to come and compete at the same place year after year. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch that this afternoon on ESPN. But things get started on Thursday. You've got Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, six. Looking at the trustyweather.com website here on my on my computer. Um, all things all things weather. Uh, you've got scattered thunderstorms Friday, morning storms Saturday, and afternoon storms on Sunday. Sixty uh, percent chance on Friday, fifty on Saturday, and ninety on Sunday. Um, these guys are going to have to battle through the courses, but the, the people that work there and the, the conditions that they make to create the Masters to be so pristine, um, you know, we- weather's been a factor in the past, and I don't see it being a huge factor unless it's just pouring down rain and there's lightning storms and things just go completely awry. Yes, I think, obviously, the Masters will be in as good as condition as weather can allow it to be because... Um, the Masters is just the gold standard, and they were going to do whatever it takes to get that corner, that golf course in the best shape possible. I think that certainly wet conditions tend to um, favor the long hitters. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Rory McIlroys, the D- DJs of the world, um, guys who can just drive the ball well, have uh, an advantage with wet conditions. So we'll see. The two Americans in the tournament looking at Masters' website are de- – uh, Devin Bling from the United States the and Kevin O'Connell. Uh, those are the two Americans. You've got four other amateurs. Um, Victor Hovland from Norway. You've got uh, Takumi Kanaya from Japan. I'm doing my best to read off these names here. Good old amateurs, baby. Um, Javon Rebula from South Africa and Alvaro Ortiz from Mexico. So the six amateurs competing in this year's field. Wheeler, what do you know about the amateurs, if anything? Well, I know that Victor Hovland is an um, absolute stud. He is at Oklahoma State this previous year. He won the national championship. Um, defeated our Alabama Crimson Defeated Tide, the unfortunately. Alabama. Unfortunately, they, they were uh, – it wasn't like we lost. They they beat us. Yeah. They were they were they, just the better team that day. Us. And um, But I will say Victor Hovland, won the, he's the U.S. amateur champ, so that's how he got into the play. All these guys are champions because they had to get there. So you have um, the guys from Mexico. So you have Alvaro Ortiz, who won the uh, Latin American Amateur Championship. Uh, you got the uh, Asia um, Amateur Champion uh, by Takuma Kanaya. Um, so all these guys were well-qualified, some of the best amateurs in the world. 
And, um, you know, it's, 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 that's the beauty of, of Augusta is they always encourage the amateur game. They had the inaugural women's amateur championship last week. So, um, one great thing about Augusta is they're always going to have, uh, the best qualified amateurs in the world to, uh, come and play and experience the masters from an amateur perspective. So all you people out there, if you technically, if you get your handicap down low enough and try to qualify for the U S amateur, Get to the U.S. Amateur and win, you got a ticket to Augusta. You too can so, play in Augusta. I'm not. I'm. I'm, t- I'm just telling you, there's a chance. Now there is a chance, but then the problem is playing that course, and we all know. Right. If, if you've been there, you know how difficult it is. So before we get to talking about our experiences and our favorite things, and share some stories here, uh, let's let's share and predict who we think is going to win. I am excited to watch Tiger. I don't think he's going to win, um, but. I'm going to go with um, a long shot here and go with Justin Rose, even though he's 14 to one. That's a great pick. Uh, I'm picking. I'm picking Rose. And why you ask me? The same logic that I used to put Kansas State in my Final Four. I'm picking someone and I'm pulling for him. I just pick someone off the list of odds. And uh, Justin Rose, you're my guy this week. Don't let me down. Justin Rose is a great pick. I think he's got, he's been runner-up twice in the past five years. He was runner-up when Spieth won and when Sergio Garcia won a couple years ago. So um, the no, the man's got as good as a chance as anybody. I believe he's the world he's the world number one. So I wouldn't say that's a sleeper pick by any stretch of the mean. But fair, fair. Uh, but in he, terms of my lack of golf knowledge, right, right, from going me, off the list of odds, he was a guy that was unfamiliar. So that's a great pick. That's a great pick. For me, I've been thinking long and hard, and a guy who actually rolled his ankle after making a, a hole-in-one in the par-three course and literally had a purple ankle going into Thursday last year was Tony Finau. And he had one of the— that story. Yeah. He had a low round of the day on Thursday, I believe, and finished in the top ten or top five, I can't remember, but played phenomenal pretty much off one ankle. And uh, he's a guy that I'm just I'm rooting for, and he's my guy going into this tournament. And then another guy that's kind of my sleeper, he's not my pick, but a guy that I really think's got a chance to do well is a local guy from Georgia. He went to Georgia. His name's Kevin Kistner, and uh, he's not the fanciest guy. He doesn't drive the ball super long, but the man knows how to win. He just got done winning the World Golf Championship a couple weeks ago in Texas, and um, watch out. Kevin Kistner is just a great guy, just a hard, hard worker that just grinds on golf courses. And he's a guy that I would say is a guy that you want to pull for in a Masters if you see him in contention. So, so Kistner is 65 to 1 odds. Uh, Tony Finau is 35 to 1 odds. And that is uh, that's our my lack of expertise and Wheeler's expert uh, prediction for the 2019 Masters. So. Uh, moving on, we're going to talk about just the event in and of itself. I'm not sure uh, if any of you listeners have ever been. If you have, would love for you to, to tweet and share your thoughts and stories uh, because, honestly, I could sit down with you and talk for two days, and Wheeler and I could sit here and tell stories for four hours, but uh, I'm going to go to class here shortly. But uh, we're, let's just let's talk about the event. I want you to, to tweet us and let us know about your experience and tweet me at WM underscore Galloway. But uh, Wheeler... What year did you go, and what was your initial impression? So the first year I went was um, I was lucky enough to go to a practice round, and then I got another invite that same year. So that was a Tuesday. It was in 2015. It was the year Spieth won, and um, 
Went to a practice round on Tuesday and then was uh, able to go to the first round of play on Thursday following that week. And I think the first impression that you get is just, well, first off, you don't have your cell phones. So that's something yeah. in Love that, by the way. our society that just you don't see. And um, it just really forces you to soak up every moment that you have in that perfect, just, I mean, it, it's nothing in this world I, I don't believe is absolutely perfect, but the way Augusta's run and the way that they just manicure every small detail, um, it just, it's it's one of the most incredible, most perfect experiences I've ever had. It is, it is tip-top, pristine condition. I walked in and it felt to me like an adult Disney World. Yes. You know, if you're under the age of 18, sure, you can be a really good golfer and appreciate golf. But if you're, you know, if, if you don't know what you're getting into and you're not mature, it's it's not for you. Because it's one of those things where you've got to go and you've got to be willing to be a sponge and just soak up your surroundings. Mm-hmm. I remember walking through the gates and uh, I think I went in the back entrance I did not go down Magnolia Drive and through the clubhouse, but uh, did I mean, you see everything when you're there? But I remember walking in and you're just looking around. And you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is this is the the pinnacle. This is sports paradise right here." Um, and I've never been a huge huge golf person like diehard, but I remember just saying that I I know I'm at one of the greatest places in the sporting mm-hmm. world, um, and to have my eyes open all day. And you talk about the the way they handle everything down to a T. I mean, they've got, they've got restroom attendees that are cleaning, you know, the restroom after every person constantly. They've got, I didn't see a single, and my dad pointed this out too. We did not see a single weed on the grass, you know, not there. There was, there was some turf, but there was not a single weed. The flowers weren't in bloom. I went in 2017, the year Sergio won. Uh, fortunately I was, I was able to go on Sunday thanks to my godfather, but um, there was not a single weed. There was, I mean, the, the grass was, was great. The, all, unfortunately, the flowers weren't blooming, but the entire experience was, was second to none and hands down the coolest sporting event I've ever been to and I think I will ever go to. It, it, it really, it's just, a, it's just a place that really is like no other. That's what they say, a tradition like no other. And there's just not a place where you literally, you can, you can be there the whole day and try to find something out of place. And you won't see it. You're going to struggle. You're really going to, like, I've ne- I don't think I've seen, like, pine straw in, like, a random spot that's not supposed to be where it's, you know, it's Unless just, a patron pushed it out of the right. way. Right. I have a crazy story. So a friend of mine, he literally was on, uh, I believe it was 11 T-Box. And usually most people don't go to 11 T-Box because most of the actions around Amen Corner around 11 Green and 12 T, which is the famous par three. And he was on the he was on the tee box and it was him and he was just watching people tee off, wasn't people around. And so he, and it's on a slope and you can kind of imagine you sitting and watching these guys tee off and it's easy for you to kind of lean back. And he told me how he was, he just wanted to get comfortable. And so he kind of leaned back, not necessarily fully laying down, but kind of just not like almost lounging. I don't want to say it was like a weird, like a bad, yeah, just reclining, enjoying himself, watching the masters. And he said that it felt like someone out of the ground came up and says, excuse me, sir, there's no lounging at the Masters. <laughs> and stuff like that, it's just, 
it's just an incredible experience. And so they they do so much for the patrons. For That's what they call them. They call them patrons. You're, you're, not, you're not spectators. You're, you're not fans. You're patrons. You're patrons. And they they do so much to make the experience as good as possible. But then you there there's there's also this um there's this level of expectation that you have to have there's certain things that as a patron you are responsible. And so they expect a certain standard of um behavior from the patrons, which I I enjoy because it it makes just the experience for both the players and the um patrons a little bit more better. Yeah, everyone talks about the food and the golf shop, and that is truly two things that make it unique is the the low food prices, which I think everyone should mimic. You know, uh, I like to say that Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta kind of mocked. Absolutely. Took its uh, its marketing strategy off the off the Masters and the, you know, you're going to spend money in the store because it's the only place in the world where you can buy Masters gear. So they're going to up the prices. They're, you're going to get stuff. Um, but I remember going through the checkout line and – I think my dad, I went with my dad and my godfather, and we probably ate six times and went through the concession stand six times in the matter of being there from nine to five. And I remember we got a pimento cheese sandwich, and they call it, they call it, uh, they don't call it Powerade because of the brand and because of the sponsoring. They call it Blue Sports Drink. Yeah, they call it yeah. Blue Sports Drink. So we got some Blue Sports Drink, which you knew was obviously Blue Powerade. Um, crackers, chips, whatever, drinks food and i i got enough for probably a person and a half and my dad did the same and we check out and the lady says it's twelve dollars and my dad goes hold on you did you get everything are you missing something she goes no sir it's it's twelve dollars and he looked at the menu you know pimento cheese sandwich dollar fifty mm-hmm. bag of chips dollar uh powerade two maybe two dollars a dollar fifty i don't mm-hmm. know but crackers like fifty cents and cookies you know 75 cents or whatever it's just unreal how cheap it is and how good it is too oh it's incredible not to mention that the line so you're in one of the these huge concessions with people everywhere and everything is so factored in that like you can it's maybe a five minute wait at the most when you're from from back of the line to check out yes and so just the whole experience it's cheap and you get out as fast as you went in and um, just every, like I said, everything that the Masters performs, or if they're going to put their name on it, it's going to be as good as it gets. Right. And the, the store is, there are multiple stores around the course, I think two or three, but uh, and there's some pop-up tents as well, but they've got just some fantastic merchandise from golf shirts to t-shirts to hats to pins to flags. And they're not one of those places that's going to get you with the small trinkets and stuff at the checkout like they have those but they have those when you walk in and of course you know a, a lapel pin is 15 bucks you know they're, they're gonna get you with with the money at the store right. but you're gonna pay for it mm-hmm. um towels i mean you name it they got it and uh one thing that people like to debate is do you get the dated hat or do you get the generic hat i got the dated hat the first time this is the only time i went but i got the dated hat because i was like this is the first time i you know i went and if i go again i'll get a generic hat but it kind of makes it unique that you get something with a date on it because they have things with a date and they have things with just their general logo yeah so i i actually i was a fan of the generic logo just because i i don't know i just didn't want to be held down to only having that for one year uh but one thing i did do is i got a master's flag with the year with the um 
with the year on it. Okay. And so that was kind of my yearly thing. And so I have a brother, brother-in-law that um, he tends to go consistently pretty much every year. He has connections to where he can go. And he's usually gotten me a few flags here and there. So I have a little collection of cool Masters yearly flags. So I don't necessarily do it with the with the shirts or the hats. I do it more with the uh, flags as, as my yearly kind of. Yeah. One thing, one thing you can't notice, too, on TV until you go is that the course is so close together. You know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's not a small piece of property by any means, but the holes are, you know, the fairways are like they run next to each other on a normal golf course, but it's not spaced out. I mean, it's tight, but you can't tell that on TV because they'll, they'll, make the, they'll put tight shots, you know, of the camera, camera angles and stuff on TV, but it, it's a lot closer than you think. And to hear the roars, or I remember sitting on the 18 fairway waiting for Sergio Garcia to come through and you hear the roar from 16. Someone hit a hole in one in 2017 on hole 16 and you hear the roar throughout the entire course. Um, Guess who did that? Tony Fino. Tony Fino. That's right. And, uh, and, you, and you don't see who does it until they put it up on the board because you don't check your phone. Um, I will say I was, I was in line for the golf shop and you're snaking around. There's these long lines and you're constantly moving. And this guy in front of me just pulls out his phone and starts walking. I was like, buddy, what are you doing? Like, you can yeah. so easily get, it's master Sunday. Like your, your text can wait. Like just tell people, if you tell people, Oh, I was at the masters, you get a, you get a pass. No doubt. I mean, that that's an experience where you shouldn't have a phone, in my opinion. You don't, you shouldn't even want to have a phone. Yeah, because there's just so it's just such a incredible special place to experience because everything, especially especially you going on a master Sunday, where where every little roar you hear roars that echo across the property, and you can in the way it's set up and the way people behave at the masters is you can tell the difference between an eagle roar versus a birdie roar yeah and just that atmosphere of just just incredible just heightened energy and intensity i could i could hardly imagine as a golfer trying to um to be focused in that environment just because it is such a just in all place that you um that you can only experience if you're, you're actually there doing it. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Remember, the Masters, folks, is this Thursday, April uh, 11th, starting tomorrow through Sunday the 14th at Augusta National, of course, as always. We'll be broadcast on CBS and ESPN. Who's going to take home the purse? As always, the total is $11 million, so we'll see who takes home uh, the majority of that. Mm-hmm. I think it's around $5.5, 5000000 or so. Is the, is the winner purse? I'm not. I'm not too sure. I know that uh, whoever wins won't be struggling for a while. And and even if you finish, you make the cut and you finish last from making the cut, you're, you're you'll be okay. You'll be okay. You'll be able to eat for if, the week, the you, month, maybe the year. If you're a professional golfer and you get into the Masters and you make the cut, you know you're gonna you're gonna be happy no matter how it your, how it goes. Your down. kids are gonna have a good Christmas. No doubt about that's it. for sure. Well, Wheeler Bedwell, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate all your privilege. your golf insight. As uh, I pretend to sound like I know what I'm talking about on golf, and you get to get to share your expertise. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, looking forward to this week. It's gonna be it's fun. It's gonna be a great week, and uh, we're gonna get through school here first. Headed to class here shortly, but this has been 
Episode 13 of the Galloway Podcast. Please tweet me any thoughts, questions, concerns, opinions, or uh, affirmations, if you want, <laughs> to at WM underscore Galloway on Twitter. Please feel free to share this podcast on whatever social media. Share it with your friends, all your golf friends, all your non-golf friends. Um, thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. I uh, really appreciate that, and that means a lot. This is episode 13 of the Galloway Podcast, where there's the right way, there's the wrong way, and there's the Galloway. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. You're never going out of style. Ooh, pretty baby. This world might have gone crazy. The way you save me, who could blame me when I just want to make you smile? I want to do you like Michael. I want to kiss you like Prince. Let's get it on like Marvin Gaye, like Hathaway. Write a song for you like this. You're over my head. I'm out of my mind. Yeah, yeah. Baby, you, baby, you're so classic. Oh.